0: With Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I say Good morning
1: and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Glad to have you with us for this NFL Playoff Monday show. We asked a question earlier about the Bears, like, based on what we saw on Saturday and Sunday with the playoff games, the Bears should be more like blank. You guys have done a great job on social at ESPN 1000 as well as on the phone lines at 312-332-3776 to talk about our topic. We're going to continue that as we move forward throughout our program. But
2: it's now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shane Norley. Good morning, fellas. How are we? We're great. Ready to rock and roll, baby. After a fantastic weekend of being parked on the couch watching football for me.
0: I don't oh, know about the two of you? Oh, absolutely! I watched as much as I could. The rest on the plane, but we were down in Florida visiting my brother for the weekend mm-hmm. and my sister-in-law. It was awesome. Sitting outside, the weather's nice. Watching the game on his TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right, Shay.
2: All right, so a playoff edition of Shot or No Shot here today after the divisional round. The Buffalo Bills were eliminated in the divisional round for the second consecutive season after spending the entire year as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen was 25 of 42, didn't crack 200 yards until the fourth quarter. He also did not throw a touchdown pass. Shot or no shot, the Bills as a franchise are the most chronic underachiever in sports.
1: Well, that's a no shot because Gonzaga
0: still plays basketball. Now they've gotten to the title game, but haven't been able to win it. The Cleveland Indians slash Guardians haven't won it since '48. <laughs> Go ahead. So it, the Cubs finally won one. The White Sox won one. Clippers, Clippers have never won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say no shot. They've been to four Super Bowls. They've got an open window right now with a loaded team. Here's here's the, no, I'm gonna say no shot. Here's the thing about Shay's questions, right? Because mm-hmm. I know these are
1: prisoner of the moment, usually questions from him, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm I'm asking, are you asking the question based on what we've seen as over the calendar year or ever?
2: Ever the whole time this team has been a franchise, they've been. Dubbed powerhouse many times, and every time they are, they just find a way to fall on their face. Whether it's losing four straight Super Bowls, which obviously it's an achievement to get there, but you also underachieve. Oh, I get it. Whether it's being the favorite all year this year, just to fall. Why are they any different than the Vikings? That's fair. But have the expectations been on the
0: Vikings the way that they've been on the Bills in the past? The Vikings have been to four Super Bowls, lost them all. They had Gary Anderson miss a field goal, so Atlanta got to the Super Bowl. They make the field goal they're in. It would have been a fifth Super Bowl. This year, they went 13-4 and four and got knocked out at home. Yeah, no, I, I can't co-sign on Buffalo.
1: I would say that's a no shot, but I mean, they're in the team photo of uh, futility. As far as getting, because the ultimate mountaintop is to win the Super Bowl championship.
2: They have not. Shay. All right, the Eagles did something kind of unique in their blowout win over the Giants this weekend. They were the only team in the divisional round that ran for more yards than they threw for. They rushed for 268 yards, and they threw for just 148. Shot or no shot, the Eagles have proven the best way to insulate a young mobile quarterback is to lean on the run game.
0: That's a shot. Shot for me. 100%. The Bears won't look like that. I have no problem with that. 100%. But they used a first-round pick on a running back, and their offensive line is maybe the best in football, mm-hmm. and they have put money into it. They have rewarded guys they drafted and developed. Like there are some veteran guys there now. This is not, you know, we went into free agency, and we got a fifth-round tackle, and we signed a couple of No. They've got, how long has Kelsey been their center, their anchor, Lane Johnson? Some of them were mid-round picks, I will be the first to agree. But they have put their money into that offensive line. I love what Philadelphia is. If, if that's what the Bears are going to be, as I
1: mentioned, Hurts can be a, a factor definitely for this Philadelphia team. But when we talk about Justin Fields, my hope is that he could surpass what Jalen Hurts is for the Eagles. But if that's a good standard to have, though, Cap, in which Hertz doesn't necessarily have to run all over the yard for the football, you know, with the football. He did have 34 rushing yards and a touchdown in that game against the Giants the other day. But I, I hope that uh, the Bears kind of look like what Philadelphia, especially the model, the business model, the correct. front office model, correct? We're consistent, never blinking. If you need to have something,
0: add it right away and keep adding picks. Absolutely. They're always willing to move.
2: Shay. All right, going back to Bengals and Bills, there was a controversial call on a would-be touchdown catch by Jamar Chase that blew up on social media. Chase appeared to have the ball spun out of his hands on his way out of bounds. He then secured it, never hit the ground, but he did bobble it on his way out of the back of the end zone. He didn't secure it till he was out of bounds. Shot or no shot? This should have been a
0: catch. No shot. That was clear as day. It was moving by the letter. Now, if you want to say they should change the rule, and if you are bobbling it, you're able to secure it out of bounds, you want to call that a catch, that's a different discussion. But that ball was moving, and when he secured it, he was 15 feet out of bounds.
1: Yeah, it was even in the snow in that game, correct? Yes. Even in the snow, I saw him be out of bounds. One foot in, one foot out. I don't know what the, what was the controversy?
2: I got in a debate with Bleck about this. Bleck said the ball never hit the ground. He clearly secured it. it. when he I mean, he was out of bounds when he secured it, but he clearly secured it, and he never dropped it. It never hit the ground. It should have been a catch.
0: By the rule, though, Shay, you have to have it secured Agreed. while you're in bounds. No, my point back
2: is, like, if I'm standing in the back of the end zone and you throw me a high pass and I tip it up and then I step out of bounds and secure it, it doesn't matter if it never hits the ground. I didn't catch it in bounds. The, by that's the letter the of
0: how the rule is written, that's correct. Well, I don't know
1: the controversy. I don't I don't so because, the, no, what what I'm saying is is that one foot was in and one foot was no, out. No, no.
0: He got both feet in, oh. but the ball is moving as he's on the ground by the time he secures it, he has already slid out of bounds. And by the rule is you have to secure the football in bounds. That's the way the rule is written.
1: Where can I find this, Shay? Where can I find this on Twitter again?
2: Just video. search Jamar Chase. It'll be the only video that shows up. That's the only,
1: okay, I need to see yeah, he's in the time.
2: air, and on his way to the ground in the back of the end zone, the ball clearly gets spun in his right hand, spins 90 degrees. So you have to reestablish possession. And by the time he does that, he's five feet out of bounds. But everybody on social media is saying, that's a catch. That's a catch. The rule is terrible. you got to make the play. Like, at some point, but you just have is to secure terrible the ball in bounds. I'm with
0: you. The rule is terrible is a different... Discussion. You want to change the rule like the uh, Des Bryant catch against Green Bay? For me, that was a catch. Calvin Johnson against the Bears? That was a catch. That was a robbery. But they had to change the rule.
1: So, as we, as we have the replay here in the studio. Both feet are in. Yeah, oh, this, is, this that's, is.
0: That's end zone. That's but the end you zone? You see the ball mm-hmm. spins. You see the ball moving? Yeah. By the time he secures it there, he's out of bounds. Matt Milano made a great play. By the letter of the law.
1: Right. All right, Shay. Let's have the next shot or no shot.
2: All right, the next shot or no shot is about the Cowboys who lost and will extend their streak of not making an NFC championship game. Uh, A lot of the criticism rests with Mike McCarthy, of course, after last night, especially with the hilarious game-ending play where Zeke Elliott played center, snapped the ball, got blown up, and they just never had a chance to get a lateral off. But my question, shot or no shot, the Cowboys have a Dak problem, not a McCarthy problem. That's a shot. Especially how much did they sign him for? That's the big problem. Well, if we're going to put it down to those two, then yes, it is a Dak
1: problem. You know, maybe we've seen the best of Dak Prescott, Cap. Maybe Dak Prescott needs to have a new address to maybe be under a different system. You know, it very well could be. That sometimes a divorce is imminent. And maybe that's what Dak Prescott needs for his career. Maybe just, it's not even the pressure of being a Dallas Cowboy because it seems like nothing phases Dak Prescott. He's the same guy in every press conference. Didn't say a lot. Shows some leadership for sure. Yep. But just maybe a different, uh, a new coat of
0: paint for him is not a bad idea. Okay, so here's the problem the dead cap hit, their potential first out is not until 2024. His dead cap hit this year. Eighty-nine million. Well, he secured the bag. That's no surprise. He secured the bag. Mm-hmm. His set cap hit is $49 million. There is zero chance they're moving on from Dak Prescott.
1: I guess the question is, in Dallas this morning, is what are you going to do? What are you going to do about
0: it? I would probably let Zeke Elliott go.
1: Okay, then what? You, I still see a classic... Uh, I see a classic... Um, Underachiever, even if you let Zeke go. Now what? The defense you and I agree is
0: solid. Solid.
1: All season. Offensive long, line, solid. Great solid even. Right? So so what are you gonna do about it? I mean, this is this is almost an NBA type question where your team is good enough to be the playoffs, but you can't get past Giannis, you can't get get past LeBron over the years. This is what Dallas is going through,
0: yeah, I think. I would probably see if I could acquire another receiver if I was them.
1: Okay. Then what?
2: <laughs>
0: you know what they are? They're, the, they're Seriously. They're the cautionary tale of the NFL where because
2: the market is the market, you have to pay the guys you have when you have them. Like Dak had to get paid because he was the quarterback and they didn't want to reset the clock. They couldn't afford to reset the clock. But maybe you shouldn't because now you're just stuck with this guy on a ridiculous contract. He eats 21% of your cap space.
1: All I know, Cap, is Dallas will be in the playoffs again next year. But Philly will be there as well. Yeah, and the Giants, I think, are going to get better somehow. They'll be as good or better next year at nine, seven, and one. Be better. So San Francisco's still around. Uh, we'll see what happens with the teams in the NFC South. I expect the Packers to be in the playoffs again. Lions will be in the playoffs, I believe, next year.
2: Agreed.
1: So, all I'm saying is that yeah, you, know, you can uh, you know move around the chairs in the Titanic. Is still the Titanic. I I think it's a good team, but not a team that can get over the hump. It's one of those good, solid Eastern Conference teams in the NBA. Has a good regular season, and they get bounced because they don't have enough talent than the best team in the conference.
0: That's what it feels like to me. I would take the hit on Zeke Elliott, get out of that money, move on. Pollard has a free agency coming up with a serious leg injury. Might move on there and get another running back. But I'd go at a big-time receiver if I could.
1: Shade, do you have one
2: more? I do have one more.
0: Uh, after facing some criticism for the broadcast
2: wildcard weekend, Tony Romo got a beat down on social media yesterday for his job, and here's just a taste of some of the worst from his broadcast yesterday. That's barely out wide.
3: It's a perfectly thrown ball, but it's a little wide. Number 97, defense, half the distance from the goal. Second down. They say first down there, and I think they got that. I think they got that wrong. It's second down. I I saw the same thing you did. But right here, 21, Mike Hilton comes flying
1: in. And, oh, you see Allen takes that hit from the front and back.
0: Boy, Mike Hilton makes big plays, doesn't he? And they've ruled it. They've ruled it on the field. Field. A fumble,
1: Gene. Ruling on the field is a fumble. Recovered by the defense.
0: Gene, tight guys and really remember now all you need is one camera frame with the ball in control and moving forward that looks like it might have been doing forward but it also looks like a fumble
2: I don't know Oof, shot or no shot (laughs) CBS officially has a Tony Romo problem
0: yeah, I don't know if I'd say a Tony Romo problem. I'm a fan of Tony Romo, but he's got to be better in certain situations, 100%.
2: I guess the analysis
1: in the front end and the back end were very... You can't say it's a perfectly thrown ball, and says, but it's
2: wide. Correct. It's a perfectly kicked extra point, except he missed it. Brett Maher,
1: right?
0: just,
2: he kicked those things perfect. 15 yards left. He's goddamn Yogi Berra. Oh man, that's who he is, (laughs) Romo. (laughs) It's like,
0: what is he doing? (laughs) I mean, again, I like Romo. I do. I'm a fan. That's what he is. But there are moments he's got to be better.
2: Oh, Jim, that looks like a fumble, but it also it looks like it's going forward, but it looks like a fumble, Jim. Cap, I'm CBS. You don't
1: say. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. Doesn't work as an analyst. The the highest paid analyst in the league. $185 million. Yeah. You you don't get paid for I don't know. Agreed. We don't get paid for I don't know. Could you imagine you and I coming in? Bears are going to be going in the draft. I don't know. What number do they pick? I don't know. I don't know. Next. That's draft day. That's the end of the movie draft day. Who do we trade that number one pick with? Cubs and Sox are going to be playing this this spring. Cap and I don't know what's happening. Exactly.
2: They do anything this offseason? I don't know. Why the official, am I? Listening? The official said second down, hoodie. And then uh Romo goes, Oh, he said first down there, but I think it's second down. Oh. He said second down, Tony. <laughs> no, that's horrible. That's not good analysis, Cap. Agreed. It's, it's that not- wasn't and by the way, Nance opened the broadcast by saying a trend changed yesterday when both home teams won, because last year all four road teams won. Jim, you called the game in Kansas City. You were in the booth. <laughs> Figure it out. Oh
0: man! Yeah, I, I mean, look, that, that okay. happens. No one's going to be perfect. Cap, they're not. Cap, they work once
1: a week. We're in here five days a week, three hours a day, and yeah, and have to get it right. Correct. We get a lot of stuff wrong too. But Jim Nance is a legend. If he if he miss, okay, hold on a you're a legend. What are you talking about? You're a legend.
0: Sorry. You. you know, you're a hall of famer. So just. So what are you talking about? But you can make a mistake. Like the Jim Nance one doesn't bother me. Romo's got to be better. Jim Nance has done it for 35, 40 years. He's amazing. Uh, you've done it for 35, 40 years, too. I <laughs> don't know who you're talking to. Like, Al Michaels has done it for
2: 40, 50 years. <laughs> Time to go, pal. You're sleeping in the booth. So let's go. Commandant. All right, coming up next, all of the NFL stories from outside the
1: playoffs. It is coming up next. On your right in the work, it's Cap and J-Hood.
3: Cap
0: and J-Hood are back.
3: Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in.
0: On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers.
1: The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl.
0: I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really... Thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you looking for on these things here?
3: Oh, yeah. Time to
1: go around the National Football League on and J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. The same ESPN Chicago app where you can find the Bear Down podcast with Bleck and Abdallah. Need more Bears? Check out the Bear Down podcast available on the ESPN Chicago app. With more on the NFL and the NFL playoffs... Here's Shay Norling. Shay?
2: Well, Hoodie, we got to talk about this. Cap just brought it to my attention off the air a couple breaks ago. The NFL is considering making a permanent change to the conference championship games and making the AFC and NFC conference championship games both neutral
0: sites permanently.
1: Mmm. Boy, that's breaking tradition.
0: And Albert Breer, mm. our guy, was the one that reported it. So we have him on tomorrow. So please tweet at tweetjhood. At the Cap Man and let us know what your thoughts are so we can share them. I'm gonna put a poll up here in a second. Mm-hmm. Share them with Albert.
1: I know Get his how, thoughts. I don't know how I feel about that, Cap. Now, okay, so this could happen in,
0: say, Phoenix. They want to do these in domes, right? I think that's where they're going with us, yeah, right? No question. But first of all, domes have the biggest capacities in this country, mm-hmm. A. B, they don't want to watch it in the weather anymore. They don't want the Bears in the Super Bowl in 06 and it's a monsoon in Miami. That ain't football. Why? That ain't football. Because they, your Georgia team just did that.
1: What What did what? Did what?
0: Played in domes. Yeah, and, but it and ran shot over everybody. But it was raining in that dome,
1: though. That was different. Inclement weather in the dome.
0: Yeah, that was just <laughs>
1: stupid. It was raining in half that dome for whatever reason So far, Ah, boy, that breaks tradition, man. You don't want to see it in the snow and in the, in the sloppy weather, huh? can you see the Bears nah,
0: that's not playing in the Super Bowl in Vegas, and to get there, they got to win the NFC title game, and it's in wherever. Pick the site.
1: Like Well, the teams that
0: usually don't make it.
1: So it'll be in Vegas, Phoenix, all right? Detroit. Minnesota. Teams like that, yeah, but it's indoors. So, mano y mano, baby. So, just j- just one thing on this. Help me with this. Okay. So, is this finances for these teams that don't get
0: postseason money? What, who is this? Wh-
1: why why would they have it at a neutral site game? A neutral site.
0: I think they want the weather to be able to not be a factor. That's a. B. I think it's opportunity. To get them into bigger stadiums. Like the Bears are 65,000. I don't know what the new place will be. Can get them in a big dome.
1: So I guess we don't have any more sloppy track uh, teams, right? Correct. That just can play. I'll play in the snow and the rain because we run the football a lot. We're so, so we don't have that anymore. We don't have like dome team versus sloppy track teams because that used to be a thing, you know. Correct. Fair weather, right? Like I'll just, you know, we don't need to be in some fancy dome. It slows us down. We want to be in the the rain and the snow. So that's not a factor anymore. Apparently, mm-hmm. boy, that'd be different. I look forward to talking more about that. It's interesting.
2: Yeah, it's just to me, it's dumb. The whole thing's dumb. You play for the right to host that game all season, seventeen games. You're playing for the right to host. The conference championship game. You get the one seed and you host it.
0: Shay, then the college football playoff. Because it is. It just is. You work to get to the Final Four. The Final Four college basketball is played on neutral sites.
2: Yeah, but also in college football, you don't play every team from every conference. In the NFL, you're playing most of your conference. You're at least playing your entire division, and you're playing for the right to host that game. This idea that it should just be inside, like the AFC is a great example. The AFC's got 16 teams. Four of them play indoors. Why would you play that game indoors? Just because? You, if an outdoor team played for the right to host that game, they should play it at their stadium. Why are we taking conference championship games away from fans? So you're deeming the regular season irrelevant,
1: right? So you're trying to win games, obviously, as Herman says, you play to win the games, but also aren't you trying to get a home field advantage? Does that not matter? Because otherwise, then what are you playing for?
0: Yeah, I get it. I just, I would love to see climate controlled, the weather isn't a factor. You've gotten soft over the years. You don't that's question. what's happened to you. 100%. That's what happened to you. I just was in Florida for the weekend. Yeah, that's, yes, that's what happened. Soft. You've gotten soft.
1: 100%. No, no, this is why you cannot wait for the new Bear Stadium. Mindy, let's go in. Hun, take your coat off. Leave your coat in the car. We're going to walk around the mall for a minute. Right. <laughs> no need for the heavy winter coat get in here. Get in out December. of my garage, yeah.
0: drive to their garage. Mm-hmm. I could be in shorts. It's the middle of February. eh? Who cares? Uh, I don't know.
1: Because what am I playing for besides to when I want to be able to have my home field advantage in the biggest playoff spot? And from a revenue standpoint, they split the money because it's neutral site,
0: the two teams? I'm sure that the league would control everything. They'd make it work for all the teams. They
2: would
1: All right, Shay, what else do
2: we have? Well, I don't want to talk about this necessarily, but I feel like we have to. It's a storyline seemingly every offseason now. Adam Schefter reported on Saturday that the idea of the Packers trading Aaron Rodgers is a very real possibility.
0: Uh, For what? What what do you think Aaron Rodgers is worth these days? Well, where's he going? Seattle? I did hear that rumor. That Pete Carroll, who's, what, 71 years old, 72 years old? He'll gear up for one more run. He's got DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. He's got a high draft pick. Uh, Bring Aaron here and try and win one more Super Bowl.
1: Rogers didn't have a no-trade clause in that deal. So
0: I have the betting favorites if you'd like to hear them. Go
2: ahead. The top five, obviously Green Bay is number one. Uh, After that, the top five are Vegas, the New York Jets, the 49ers, the Patriots, and the Titans.
1: Patriots out of that conversation.
0: Jets out of that conversation. Read it one more time. The, the 49ers, the J- Vegas, who else? The New York Jets, the Patriots, and the Titans. Those
1: last three, no shot.
0: No shot. He's not going to New England. He's not going to the Jets. Would you want not to- going to the Titans. Watch this.
1: Shay, you want uh, Rodgers on the Patriots? No, not really. Uh, well, that means that you don't feel like you're close. Right, because uh, yeah, he says not he he's, he's still
2: to an MVP. We've got bum receivers, and uh, I don't know what the offensive coordinator situation looks like. Maybe get Bill O'Brien, but no, not really. I also, why are you giving up assets to get a guy who might leave in a year? Mm-hmm.
0: I could just see now. Because you're, you're trying to win right now.
2: But you have to be, if you're going to go get Rodgers, you have to be good enough to win right now. Yeah. You're not
0: getting an extra
2: year out of it.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll see what we do with the Patriots next year. You know, it was a good experiment, 8-9, and... Nine, and Yeah, we just didn't play well, and, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Aaron, let me see you for a second. Aaron, Uh, uh, what the hell is that? Uh, That's not the Patriot way.
0: Uh, Speaking sound bites, uh, that's what we do. We don't take ayahuasca and stay off that damn McAfee show. You're a uh, drug guy, and uh, we don't like that. Uh, We like it natural. Don't do that again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Could you imagine that relationship? Oh, God. Where Rodgers just feels emboldened to talk about what the team is not and how you fired my offensive court. How would that work with Bill Belichick? Coach.
0: Um, Aaron just said on the McAfee show, he's critical of the play call. Get him, Get All right. When you go on EEI, uh, don't say anything,
1: okay? <laughs> don't be an a-hole for once. Thanks. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, I, I don't think that that match. I don't think that matches Rogers and Belichick. I mean, he respects the talent, yes, but the personality, throwing people on the bus, that's not the Patriot way.
2: You remember even with Gronk, who's like the greatest tight end ever. The personality was too much sometimes in season. No shot, Gronk. Keep it to yourself in the off season. Do what you got to do, but in season, Aaron Rodgers ain't keeping to himself in season.
1: Lower the music, uh, Jay Moore. Lower it. Don't be an a-hole. Thank you. (laughs) One more. Give us one more. One more. Don't put your hand up. Give us one more.
2: We're over time, Hoodie. We can continue this when we come back. Unbelievable.
1: Just can't. Just give us one more. Keep
0: him on right where he's supposed to be. Keep the rig on the road.
1: My ancestors heard that for years.
0: You're welcome, Danny.
1: 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. As we go around the NFL, I was giving him time to give us a, a quality tease here. That's what I was doing, trying to stretch for to give him a tease. But all of the NFL stories from outside of the playoffs, next on Captain Jay Hood. Is take that what that. we're doing next? Yeah, exactly.
0: Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood.
1: Bulls return home to take on the Atlanta Hawks tonight, and the Bulls are a one-point favorite. The Blackhawks' three-game win streak was snapped yesterday by the Los Angeles Kings. And Chicago radio legend of WXRT, Lynn Bramer, passed away at the age of 68 yesterday.
0: Cap and Jay Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.
1: And Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. NFL Playoff Monday here on the program as we talk to you about what you saw, what stood out. We got some open phone lines for you. We're going to be guest free here on this NFL Playoffs Monday. So jump in with us. 312 332 3776 is our phone number. Um, we're asking you. First of all, did you watch the NFL playoffs this past weekend? Check in with us with that. And also, one of the questions that we have is uh, the Bears should look more like blank when it comes to what you saw. The team that you watch and say, wow, they're really, really good. So we talked earlier about the Dallas Cowboys, and you said that Mike McCarthy is not the issue. You know, it's funny. All this with the Bears, and we know that they are trying to redo the organization, new president, new general manager, quarterback in place, second year general manager, and Ryan Poles, Cap. But we don't have a coaching uh, controversy. Yeah. Footy yet. Well, yet. let me ask you something. I, Unlike the Dallas Cowboys.
0: When I was at dinner with my brother over the weekend, and we always we, like to fantasize, boy, if we owned the Bulls, we would do this. If we owned the Cubs or the White Sox or the We both said, if we owned the Bears, we would obviously be billionaires. Mm-hmm. I'd hire Sean Payton tonight. Sean. Yeah, David Kaplan. Uh, can I meet you for dinner tomorrow? I need you to coach the Bears. Oh, i got to hear your philosophy, Mr. Kaplan. Okay, let's sit down. Bring out some wine. Let's order some steaks. Sean, tell me what it will take to have you coach the Bears. Money would be no issue. Sure. Now, I may hear from the people in Lake Forest go, he's going to get $25 million. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Your franchise is worth $5.2 billion, according to Forbes, and it will double when you get the new stadium and the sports book and everything that goes with it. That's a drop in the bucket. If that guy is going to modernize my offense and make my quarterback an all-pro, that's a small price to pay.
1: It, you, and I think that in this situation with Sean Payton, because he's such a smart guy, I've heard so many stories here with him being out of the NFL, then when he was in the NFL, about how smart he is and how strong he is as a head coach and as a communicator, which is great. This would not be a Lou Panella, Oliver Purnell type money grab.
0: Correct. Where John you're, Fox. John
1: Fox where you're at, at the end, right? Just like, let me just get this money and I'll just I'll just retire. That's how what those guys did. when Sean Payton, still young enough to be able to understand the modern game, vibrant, and has a great recollection when it comes to football. He'll remember something, Cap, four or five years ago in a random game that he saw and say, oh, you remember that Vikings game? I remember that. Let me go back and see if I can find that game. Right. It was this one play with this tight end. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going to implement that in the system. Drew Brees would talk about that with Peyton, how he had this photographic memory of just random games and say, I'm going to take this and put it into our system. He's very smart that way.
0: He's 59.
1: But, but again, young in NFL terms. Agreed. So, but, but still with it, not behind the times. This isn't Joe Gibbs taking another shot at it with Washington or Steve Spurrier going, to, going back to the NFL, to Washington. This is
0: a guy that's still with it. Oh, I, would, I would do that in a second.
1: So it's not a money grab or him not caring. He does care to win another Super Bowl.
0: Doesn't it remind you of like when the Cubs went and got Joe Madden? Now they were more ready to win than the Bears. But can you imagine? Sean, you're the guy. Mm-hmm. You and Pauls are going to work together. All right, we're going to evaluate every quarterback in this draft versus Justin. We're going to figure out, is it make sense to have him being the guy? Is it make sense to use the pick and trade it? Whatever he would be. Along with Ryan Poulton, my guy. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
1: Unlike that, Mike McCarthy's going through the through hell with Dallas. Even though <laughs> we talk about quarterback controversies and coaching controversies, McCarthy is uh, in the middle of it right now after the Cowboys lost to the 49ers 19-12. to I think really as a whole today... Um, you know, you had two teams just battle, you know, battling out. We knew it was going to be a slug slugfest, and you know, we just didn't quite, you know, just quite do enough. I mean, it's you know, you can go through the statistics, the, you know, the, the decisions, and you know. um I thought defensively, you know, we, we did a really good job, uh, you know, for the most part. But yeah, would we like to have a couple more stops. Yes, we did. We need more third down conversions on offense. Yes, we could use that to red zone production. So obviously, just extremely disappointed. Um, you know, this is this has been um, an incredible journey, you know, with this with this group of men. And yeah, we we just we came up came up short tonight to a, to a very good football team.
0: He didn't sound comfortable. But he always sounds like that. He does. He's not <laughs> gregarious. He's not going to the booth if he loses his coaching gig.
1: No, he is not. No, he's not. McCarthy always sounds like that. He always sounds fired. I said that about Mike Budenholzer from the, the Bucks. I mean, you won the championship. He still was like, when's practice? We got practice tomorrow? No, you just won the championship, coach. We did? Okay. Great. Yeah. What are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> exactly. Like, like, come on, man. You just won the championship. So with McCarthy... You could tell the pressure. It's on his shoulders because it's on Jerry Jones. Jones isn't going anywhere. He had to die in the position for him to leave. The owner, general manager, and again, compare this to the Bears. The Bears look more like the franchise that you'd want from a structure standpoint than the old owner, Jerry Jones, not rel- relinquishing the GM and president's role. I know it's his baby. Right. But where have you been for 30 years? He's the GM. That's his title. Yeah. Unbelievable. President? Owner? He's Unbe- all of that. All of it. I'd rather have what the Bears have and what it could look like than than that. There's a commitment from from Jerry, but we're, we're, like he's trying to get some of the best coaches. He also spent too much time with Jason Garrett, but that's a
0: different story. He hung on him a long time, but yeah. he spent the money to get Bill Parcells. Would you be shocked if he announced, hey, Mike McCarthy's out, Sean Payton's in? I wouldn't be shocked by
1: that. I would not. But I don't know if you're a coach away from getting there if you're Dallas, though. You're not, I think you need another receiver. I do. I just It is difficult in that NFC to be able to get over the hump, especially if you're Dallas. It's competitive as heck. It is. It's it is. Really tough. But I just hear McCarthy and I see Dak Prescott and I go, eh, it's okay. It's, uh. But think about the Bears on the other end, though. I cannot wait for the Bears to be a perennial playoff team. If it doesn't happen now, Cap, I don't know if it's going to happen in our lifetime. If it doesn't happen in the next decade... With this group? I mean... When's it going to happen? Right, correct. Like, and I, don't, I don't mean just getting there and then falling apart like, like the, you've like cleared the, the decks Angeles. for
0: everything. Yeah. You're going to have a new stadium coming. You're going to have riches you can't imagine how to spend. The number one pick. A hundred and whatever million in cap space. Like, this is your shot.
1: Got to do it. Yeah. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. And then, of course, Cap and I are coming in just like the Monopoly man this morning with our pockets out.
0: Yeah, our I'm Buffalo bank, ticket I'm is gone.
1: Bankrupt. And also, Shay also with a ticket on Buffalo as well.
2: Thanks a lot. You know what that team is now? <laughs> that's the, that is the Andrew Luck Colts. I've never seen a more perfect example of a team that's just, I mean, you get the preseason MVP, you, you're the favorite all year, everybody says it's your time, you're the team to beat in the AFC, and you just get throttled by a team that's way better than you.
1: He, did you hear what he just said, right? Yes. Did you hear what he said? Yes. The Andrew Luck Colts?
0: I don't know if I can go to that level. <laughs> that's pretty strong. Right. That's and their windows strong. still open, unless Sean, unless uh, Josh Allen's retiring all of a sudden in the preseason, uh, their windows still wide open. That's correct. Th- th- and let's not forget their best defensive players out, Von Miller. He's got the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. If Von Miller plays, I'm not telling you they win the game. They lost 27 to 10. It's a lot different looking club. I'm
1: just disappointed that they did not run the football better than that. And I know that they were, even try. I didn't like that. When Josh Allen leads the team in rushing for, in this particular game, I, that's problematic. Did not like that. Did not like their deep. I mean, Hey, you got cut off guard. You're down 14, nothing before you, you your, your seat's even comfortable in the first quarter. I get that
2: hoodie. I, I didn't even get a chance to get a beer out of the fridge. I mean, by the time I sat <laughs> no, down, they're no down beer. two scores. It's like, what the hell? Okay. And, and This team just gets pimped all, all year. Oh, oh, they'll get it right. Oh, the emotions. They're riding high. And then they show up and just get their ass handed to them. It's Cap's fault. Why is it my
0: fault? You've been riding them for since July. Yes. Now look. I do my championship parlays. You're a mush. That's what happened. I've got one left, and I had the Bengals. You're the mush. Hey, man. <clears throat> I pick the NCAA. I had a championship parlay. I had the Astros. Winner. Yeah. Georgia. Winner. Yep. I've got Colorado Avalanche, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the freaking Bills. Did you not? Would have oh, paid a million dollars.
1: Did you not also have a ticket on the 35th and Vec to win the World Series?
0: I had them, and the, that one obviously died a long
1: oh, time ago. Oh, did it? I did. Oh, did it? Did I it? Did. Oh,
0: okay. I did. I did. Mush.
1: I should have known. I'm just telling you, kid, they're going to win the World Series. No, they're not. Yes, they will. How? I don't know, but they're gonna <laughs> win it. <laughs> no World Series cap didn't work out well for me. You won't be doing that this year. Ooh, you won't probably. Pick, will. You no, you won't be pick. You're not gonna pick them at twenty three. The Sox. You will not. Not with that middle infield. Roll make Gonzalez, my fat ass. <laughs> 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up, and also we'll talk about another great fan of sports that we lost yesterday, Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000.
0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.
1: I uh, did my first morning show December 30th 1991 and so I'm into my, at the end of this year it will be my 26th, but for intensive purposes I'm celebrating my 25th anniversary as the morning host of WXRT. I had come here in 1984 as the music director I worked behind the scenes from 84 to 90 working with the program director Norm Weiner. and in uh, 1990 I got a job offer in Minneapolis. And they said, uh, Well, this is a perfect fit for you. The station's a lot like XRT pays this much. And I said, Hold on. Let me put Mr. Bramer on the
0: phone. The voice
1: of the legendary Lynn Bramer, who is a popular host and DJ for WXRT, passed away at age 68 in cancer. A long fight with cancer, Cap. Here on Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000. So, I told you my exploits working uh, on Belmont Avenue, working for uh, WSCR, and in the same building, XRT was on the other side. It was XRT's building, and then we were in there uh, with them as co tenants. And just how different it was where we're a locker room and, and talking crazy and arguing about sports on one side of the building. And on the other side of this small building is Lynn Bramer and Terry Hemmert and uh, Frankie Lee and Bobby Scafish and so many others. There were DJs. Lynn Bramer, who didn't know me from anybody, was just always friendly. Hey, what's your name? Right. And knowing that he was a Cub fan, he had that big C on his hat. Yeah. Right. Loved the Chicago Cubs. You know, the guy was a smooth DJ. He was not over the top. He was just, he fit the music that he was playing on the WXRT. And I just will always remember him just being kind and just willing to talk to anyone, especially about his Chicago Cubs. I, that's what I'll remember most about Lynn.
0: Yeah, I was out of town, and I saw this, and I knew he had been sick, and I had talked to him. I'd seen him at Wrigley, and he's a just an amazingly nice man, and I would see him. He always sat down near the on-deck circle. I was like, oh, man, our team's not very good. We laughed about that, saw him during the World Series run, and I knew he had battled prostate cancer, took a leave from his show, Mm -hmm. and then he came back in the fall. And as far as I knew, he was continuing treatment, but he was back to work. I did not know how dire the situation had become. They kept that very quiet. Yes. And then yesterday morning, I got up early to have coffee, and I grabbed my phone. Just to check Twitter. What? And I see these tweets about, rest in peace, Lynn Oh, my God. Like, my knees buckled. It it literally took my breath away. Oh, my God. 68 years of age and gone, surrounded by his wife and child uh, when he died. And it just rocked me. Yeah. Rocked me. Uh, he, he will be sorely missed, man. The world needs more people that are as kind and giving as Lynn Bramer was. So rest in peace, um, our friend. Because he was everything about the good in the world. No question. And in our business. Loved his pizza, yeah. loved his music, mm-hmm. loved his bass.
1: Absolutely. He has he, a piece in the Tribune about Bramer, about how he's been to 1,500 rock concerts. Mm-hmm. I think only Hanley is probably second after him. Right. As many Springsteen concerts as Hanley's been to, right? Brian Hanley from our station here at ESPN 1000. 1,500 rock concerts. He says his favorite show was in 1997 at the, at the Double Door a secret, and those are the best, right? Those secret concerts. Hey, I hear there's a concert. I hear they're going to be playing here. Uh, only limited tickets. He's at the, the Stones? Those, he's
0: at the double door to see the Rolling Stones in 1997. And the station, XRT, the music station, got three tickets. They yeah. were gone. The executives took them.
1: Which is an amazing story.
0: And the marketing person for the station was standing by the door and saw Lynn outside. He goes, come on in. You need to be in here. And they got him in. It's just,
1: it's just amazing to me. Amazing. So I just, you know, I, I, I was thinking about him on Sunday and obviously into our show here Monday morning about Lynn getting up every morning. He'd all, you could tell he worked mornings because he always, always looked tired. Had, like the eyes were always like, you know, halfway. But he, he was just just a great guy. He would just have that wry smile about him. That's what I remember about him growing up in this business in the 90s. And, you know,
0: God, God rest his soul.
1: Yeah. Lynn Bramer from God XRT. God bless and
0: our deepest sympathies to his friends, to his family, and to his thousands of fans. He will be sorely missed. Uh, one of the truly good guys, Lynn Bramer. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-3776 is our telephone
1: number. Here is Space with us here on ESPN 1000. All right, Space,
3: what's your idea? Cap hoodie, what's up, What's fellas? up, Space. <laughs> Nothing much, man. Just chilling. Look, few things. First and foremost, Tony Romo is by far the worst announcer I've ever heard. I mean, an analyst, whatever you want to call him. He is, if it's not a commercial, get him off the TV. He is, at, and then his thoughts are so incomplete. He'll be talking, and then he just go like this, and he he's talking, and, he, and you're trying to hear what he's saying, and it, it's just terrible, man. The guy has to go. So that's yes. first. I He's hope they listening. Okay. He's not going He's anywhere. They gave go.
0: him 185 million. He's not going anywhere.
3: Hey, pay, pay me ten thousand, and I'll do what he does. He'll do it for and ten. How about that, exactly. nice, man? <laughs>
0: I'm,
3: I'm telling you, it'll be a better show. Just give me give me some money. That's it. Mm-hmm. But um, look, uh, few things. I would like the Bears organization to look like Philly. You know, I, I would love to look and build through the draft. However, I would love to have a Bengals problem. Bengals have drafted so much talent. You know, they have Mixon. They drafted P. Ryan. They drafted Joey Cool. You know, the wide receivers over there, Boyd, Chase, and then T. Higgins. you got so much talent, you can't even pay everybody. So I would love to have a Bengals problem. Um, for for the Bears organization, you know they, you know, then be able to build through free agency. You know, you got all this money, so you're able to get some offensive talent, whatever you want. You
0: know, we, love, we lost your space, but we got you. Yeah, right. I, the I think the Eagles are a more realistic
1: comp. That's that's the team I'd like for the Bears to emulate, uh, organization wise. Yeah, but you like, but you lean the 49ers. I think that sh- Shanahan's got you now based on them get their success with a third-string quarterback?
0: Well, their ability to run the football, mm-hmm. play really good defense, good offensive line. But I think either one, 49ers or Eagles, are realistic. I don't think the Bengals are a realistic comp. I don't.
1: All right, let's go to the phone lines. coming up in two minutes, three one two, three three two, three seven, seven, six. Are the Eagles the one team the Bears should try to emulate? Or is there some other team that you saw over the playoffs? You say, Boy, I like the Bears to be look kinda like that. We'll take your phone calls, coming up. If you're on hold, you will be on the air on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show.